Hola everyone, my name is Ricardolino and I'm a will addict. Welcome to the 43rd episode of the Skate Talks with a Will Addict. Okay, so this is this intro was actually recorded after the real thing. This is something that I made on my YouTube channel. I actually called. I can say that I called. We had a video chat with a good old friend of mine. We used to ride bikes together. I actually met him through bikes, but the truth is he was actually a, a skater, a very good skater before. So without any further ado, meet my good friend and the owner of this brand new frame company called Master Blade, Mr. Karim Shea. What's up, Lena? I like that uh, hey, animation you had in the beginning. You have a cool setup there, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm just in my basement studio area where I get my work done. All good. So while we're doing this, for everyone at home, we can always, if there's questions happening and all that stuff, we can always just bring some of the comments. As an example, I'm gonna bring some of them so that people know what we're doing and what I'm talking about. So, here we go. <laughs> we can bring the questions into our live stream. So, we have a couple of people watching. At the moment, we have 17 people watching, which is not too much. The goal is to get to at least 100, but the main goal here is not even that. Karim, I met you a couple of years ago. I knew already about your skating. I met you through bike riding. That's actually why I'm using this. Yeah, I saw the Grime shirt. <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna explain a little bit how you got into skating and then we're gonna go through biking and then we're gonna go obviously to the important part, which is what we're talking today. Sure. So, um, I started rollerblading when I was maybe in the third or fourth grade, but this is like mid to late nineties. Um, my family was living in the middle East. Um, and so I think I got my first pair of skates when we were living in Saudi Arabia. And then, um, from there we moved to the United States. Uh, so I went to high school in New Orleans, Louisiana, and uh, linked up with all the skaters out there and kind of got a little bit more integrated into the scene. And then from there, went to college in San Diego and um, you know, I did the whole California rollerblading thing. And then when I was in college, um, was out skating, shooting photos with um, Zeb, Zeb Husset, Zebulon. Uh, he used to be a photographer, I think, at Daily Bread and was shooting a lot for early BMAG. And he also had his own zine called uh, Any Given Day. But um, we were shooting this like trick in San Diego where I was like jumping from like this like roof awning to grind another roof awning. And um, fell off of the top of this thing, dropped like 10 feet and broke my ankle. And um, 
so I was kind of out of rollerblading for a while, uh, recovering from that. But one of the things that my doctor doctor recommended was that um, I start riding a bike just to kind of rehab my ankle and um, you know heal up. And so around this time is like when fixed gears started getting like really popular, and all my friends had them. Um, so I picked up a fixed gear and started riding that, and then. Um, just kind of snowballed from there. Um, and then once, um, that's that, sorry, I, I'm going to need to, to interrupt you there because it's actually quite fun. The, the way that I started riding bikes was actually because of the same. I used to skate first and then there was a time that I, it, it was a bit different. It was not the same type of accident, but my body was already messed up. So then yeah. somehow I got into bikes. Basically for me, like I just, I think I broke my car or something. I needed a bike to move around. And then I actually realized like riding bikes, my feet didn't hurt. My ankles didn't hurt the same that I that they used to while I was skating. So I ended up doing it a lot more often. But when I started riding bikes, you're you were already big in it. I mean, I don't know if I was big in it, but I was riding and um, had some sponsors at the time. Um. Dude, <laughs> the first time, actually, the first time I've seen fixed gear bikes, I think I, I never told him that. Jan Welsh posted something. I'm not sure if it was on MySpace or where was it, but Jan Welsh posted something about a video premiere of Death Pedal. Death Pedal was your first fixed gear video. Am I right? Yeah, yeah we did it at the Rattel warehouse um, back when that was still still going um but yeah all the rat tail dudes had fixed gears and we're all riding Jan especially would go out like every day and session this parking lot in north park san diego so it was a it was a big uh big trend definitely but i don't know it was pretty fun so um yeah i was doing the biking thing for like quite some time but i never stopped rollerblading so Kind of always like even when I spent most of my time biking, would always find time to rollerblade, and yeah, I would wouldn't say I ever like quit. So yeah, like from someone again, I'm gonna bring the. I will explain you why I've been talking so much about biking, and that will come right now. So there was a time that I was really focused on bikes, and when I was really focused on bikes, you were actually there. You, you had like good sponsors you had your own bike shop and all that but yeah i think then, i remember we a lot of people knew in the bike thing you were still putting skating edits out i remember that and even like a lot of those fixed gear riders they, they would be into the trendy stuff so some of them weren't really digging the the rollerblading or the inline skating you never really cared it was your thing so that's why i'm actually bringing the whole bike thing because you've been doing it the whole time so yeah that's, that's why it's in my it's cool in my opinion yeah i found that i just like pick up these weird hobbies and can never really let them go so but you're right like people were kind of like there was a lot of skateboarders that were into fixed gear back in the day too and they'd get kind of ticked off when I'd like post rollerblading clips or stuff like that, but whatever, I don't care. Okay, now we made a quick introduction, but now we're gonna need to speak 
what the people are here to talk about, and that is this. You want to tell us a little bit of <laughs> what this is? Um, that's the first time I've ever seen this picture, so no, I'm kidding. Um, so <laughs> maybe about two months ago, something like that, um, you know, it's kind of like thinking about, well, this has always been an idea in my head is to develop like a high-low frame because um, I think the ground control high-low came out probably in like 2005 or 2006. Okay. And when Was it came out... Your time where you, where you used to be a lot at the Red Tail house? Uh, well, yeah, that's when I first moved to San Diego was 2000 the beginning of 2005 and so i was hanging out with like yeah some like the rat tail guys but also like um the sunshine guys so like jeff and john harris and matt morrison um and i remember john harris was one of the guys working at razors for a long time um he had the prototype of this bullet frame that they had like modified i think to basically like this configuration with the anti-rockers rolling and um with i think 56 millimeter outers and it was like uh yeah like a flat high-low frame and i just thought it was the coolest thing ever and then um after seeing that prototype and then with the product being released i picked up a pair and just like totally fell in love with the feel of it and just i don't know everything about the frame just felt awesome to me and so I would say like I've been riding that frame almost exclusively for I don't know like 15 years or however long it's been out and so you know there's times that I saw you skating and making those skating edits and all skating edits you yeah were pretty on much the ILO frames pretty much the whole time there was like a couple instances where I like would try something new but I'd always come back to the ILO um, and so you know they've been out of production for such a long time and they're kind of getting harder and harder to like come by. Like, I think this is my last pair of like fresh ones that I have and kind of don't really want to skate them. So sorry, the, to interrupt. what wheels do you have on those? The middle ones, the 47s? Well, I think this came off of like a stock setup. So this is just like the plastic anti-rocker. Um, the ones that I actually skate be like these guys, for example. So, um, and what wheels are those? What these are the Eulogy 47 Antis, and I think I've got um, is Street Artist. I don't know. It's one of those brands. Okay. I was but asking I you because today, it's been a while since I've seen the High Low. I know that they came, the High Low came on the. On the Shima fives, if I'm not mistaken, yep. they also obviously came on other skates. And while I was looking at it, I actually realized that four by four used to make a 47 millimeter wheel. And for for someone who don't know what we're talking about, we will get a little bit more in depth about these 47s and whatever that is. We will get there because in, I'm actually waiting for I'm actually waiting for one of these frames and wanting or not. I end up spending countless hours looking for the wheels, but did the ground control, did, did the 4x4 wheels that came on 
those Shima 5 skates, were they anti-rockers or they had different durometer? I think they were a softer urethane. Um, and as far as I know, those wheels were only available on um, complete skates. So I think they only came on the Shimas. Um, I think there might have been a Murda skate that also had the high lows, but okay. I never had the wheels. Yeah, I was just asking because you had the frames talk, and that's why I was just thinking maybe he has the wheels. <laughs> I don't think I do. Actually, I might, but I don't know where they are. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, like I was saying, I've been skating the ground control high-low forever, just like totally in love with the feel of the frame, just how it grinds, how much space you have in the H-block. Um, but there was always like a few things that I wasn't, you know, kind of like issues with the uh, materials. So uh, let me grab, where did I put it? Okay, so for example, this is like a very like well-used frame. I skated this one for a while and you can see kind of like, even with the axle super tight, your wheel kind of rocks a little bit. So doing tricks like toe rolls or, you know, whatever. Do you think that's because it doesn't have a metal washer? So like, as an example, that was one of the, the things that changed from the, on the latest ground controls, the Featherlight. I know that the first ones, I think they had metal washers, then the second ones didn't, then the third ones have again. Well, these ones, metal washers these ones have um, the metal like frame spacers, but yeah. um, you know, it's kind of like a diamond shape. So they cut as the plastic, yeah, as the plastic kind of wears, then you get a lot of slop in this. And so yeah. when the frames are fresh, like everything's super solid, it feels super good. But, um, you know, after prolonged use, you start getting like a lot of like sloppy, I don't know. And gets noisy. And wheels, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's about, there's one frame on the market that is just like that. That's the Kaiser Slimlines. I really like how they, they're also high-low skate. Mm -hmm. a, a high low frame they can be a high low frame but they really dig like the the, the axles really dig into the plastic okay mm. so i'm gonna let you go <laughs> uh so yeah anyways like um where was i so you were because you the, the high lows are kind of like hard to find they're out of production um and because of like these sort of like minute issues that i found when skating them especially like older ones uh i always thought it would be a cool idea to do like um like a metal frame with plastic sidewalls plastic h-block because you know i tried the kaiser element twos and um the 50 50 core frames were kind of like also sort of an inspiration for this but um i just didn't like how tall all those frames were and um you know for me my style of skating especially now is like i can't bend my knees at all like both of my acls are torn and so if you watch like any of my clips like i don't like getting low especially like on my knees i, I do all my lazy skating man i but i'm i'm lazy i'm a lazy skater too i love it i'm not it's not a it's not a complaint because the thing is even if you look at some of the most stylish skaters they they look like lazy on purpose somehow you know what i'm saying standing up all straight and stuff <laughs> i love it 
So um, that's like another consideration that I took into this is like lowering the overall standover height. So the distance between the bottom of your foot and the ground, just trying to like minimize that as much as possible um, is something that I was looking to do. And so I guess the last consideration for this frame was to be able to ride a little bit of a larger wheel. The ground control um, DIs or the, the high lows, I think we're all designed around a 56 millimeter outer. And so anything bigger than that would give you an anti-rocker setup, which kind of defeats a little bit the purpose of you know having a flat high-low frame. And so my idea was to kind of recess the first and last wheels into the boot a little bit, kind of like you know what people are doing with like the wish frames or even like I think the Kaiser elements are designed in that way too. Um, but basically, yeah, have like the wheel well mod so that you can recess the wheel into the boot a bit and then be able to skate a larger wheel size without sacrificing frame height. So I think those are all the main things that I was trying to attack with this. Um, oh, and the aluminum core is just like adds so much stiffness to the frame too, which is something that I really appreciated when riding the, uh, the Kaiser metal frames. So that was something that I wanted to keep because, yeah, for most of my skating now is like bull riding or skate parks. And it just feels so good to have all of that power from, you know, pumping your bowls or whatever, pumping the transition, like translate into speed rather than losing it somewhere in the frame or in the wheels or whatever. So that was the last consideration. Okay. And then how did the whole thing came for you to actually go out and make your own frames? Like well, so that's kind of another sort of like funny happenstance sort of thing was that um, I run a, a bike company called Master Bike Co. And we produce like fix your parts and components and like freestyle parts. And this year, because of COVID, um, all of our production has been like super delayed. Um, and so like product that I've ordered in like January, February, I'm still waiting on. And so just got like, it, oh, and my store also like sold out in March. So just been sitting around kind of doing nothing, needing a project to work on. And, um, you know, this, this frame idea has always been kind of in the back of my head, but just never really took the time to, to actually flesh it out. Um, so while we're, while we're doing this, while we're talking, I'm, I'm just showing the video that we just presented today here on the channel. So the big drop this morning. So, um, one of my, one of my good buddies, my friend Tate, um, he works as an engineer at this, um, kind of like smallish company here in Seattle. Um, and he has access to like all their CNC machines and stuff. And so I asked him if this would be kind of like a possibility for him, him to make me a first prototype. Um, and he was like totally into it and helped me do it. And so that first prototype um, is what you see me skating in this like whole edit. Dude, it doesn't go with what you're talking right now. But the thing is, while I was watching this, I couldn't stop thinking of the tricks that you were doing. 
and on the skates and the tricks that you do on the bike, how similar your style is. That's I really what I mean. Yeah, I've you, noticed you really that with other people too. Like, for example, like Mike, Mike, the way he like rollerblades is exactly the same as the way he rides his bike. It's kind of funny. Dude, wait, wait, yeah. But like, as an example, when he did the, the Macchio to negative fish brain, I could only think of that predator, the trick that you do like a double oh, yeah. peg, and then you jump over to double peg on the other side, it's the exact same. When you did the, the double negative to, t to tap, it's just like a regular grind to nose bonk that people do on bikes. So I can totally. actually see the stuff like all the, the wheelies, which are manuals or whatever you want to call it. Right. So like, I could really see your bike riding here. That's funny. <laughs> so you, this was the first frames that you received, like this is the one that I was saying. Yeah, this is all on the, the first prototype that my friend Tate made for me. Okay. And what has changed since the since the first prototype to what's to what people are going to receive now on basically, the first batch and whoever's pre-ordering now? Yeah, basically nothing has changed. I guess the design is really good initially, but um the very first ones I made had like a pretty shallow or pretty deep, I guess, H block. And um, mm -hmm. that was like a pretty easy modification because um, those are all 3D printed. So, you know, I can like change and scale the model anyway and, you know, get apart pretty, pretty quickly. So the only real modifications I made to the um, initial design were just changes to the H block. Um, so I don't know if you can see in the video, maybe a little small, but the original H box didn't have this, um, kind of like plastic bump going over and wrapping the, uh, mm -hmm. antis. And so kind of like some wheel wells or something like that, that go around. Yeah. So this just kind of helps like keep you get from getting like wheel bite when you're grinding stuff. Um, so I was noticing that, yeah, I was like getting a lot of drag, even though I was grinding on anti-rockers, it's still better to be on plastic. So added a little bit of material and then made the groove a little more shallow. And yeah, basically everything's been pretty much good since then. Um, one thing that I would like to change in this next run, if it is financially feasible, I guess, is to have the H blocks actually machined out of Delrin as well. Just because this 3D printed material, um, alumide, it's pretty decent, I guess, but it is kind of prone to like gouging and stuff like that. And so um, I think that from a longevity st standpoint, um, having something machined out of Delrin would be a little bit longer lasting. But I mean, these are the ones I've been skating for, you know, a few weeks basically going out every other day and they're not too worn out. parks or have you been skating street too? Mostly parks. So take that with a grain of salt, I guess, but it hasn't been too bad. And I know a lot of um, the rollerblading, like maker community or whatever, a lot of like the guys who are making 3D printed parts and skating them, like that's the go-to material that they use. So it's not like a total wash, but you know, eventually if, we get enough pre-orders and then I'll be able to do a little bit of a different material for the H-Blocks. But for those who are buying the frames now, for those who are pre-ordering the frames or the ones that have the frame already on the way like me, 
we can always just put the same block like whenever you have that block being made we can just get the block later on right because the, the frame shouldn't change am i right yeah the cores are gonna stay identical no matter what um and so all the parts are like interchangeable for example like the sidewalls are all symmetrical so you can take you know your right foot sole side put it on the left foot negative or just switch them around any way you want which i think will add like you know a fair bit of longevity to the frames too um this material delrin is you know like the turf pegs for example are made out of that and it's really like abrasion resistant and also impact resistant which is good for something like a roller blade frame okay there was like there was some people i don't know if you should know how to answer that i don't but there was someone people some people on the comments of the video that we just posted that was actually posted here on this channel asking about the difference between the UHMV and the Delrin. Do you do you know the difference? Like exactly? UH, yeah, so uh, UHMW and Delrin are two different materials, but they have pretty similar properties. I think UHMW is maybe like a little bit more of like a um, like a slick material, but the difference is pretty negligible in my opinion. And the problem with the UHMW that I found in the past is that it tends to warp. And so and it doesn't have the same memory, right? Right. So the parts that you get from UHMW, especially on a frame that's going to see a lot of abuse, like that'll eventually like warp and kind of get out of shape. And you just need something with more structure, in my opinion. And so to me, Delrin is like the obvious choice. Um, it's like easy to machine, it's um, very durable, very impact resistant, abrasion resistant. So it basically has all the good qualities of UHMW without the bad, in my opinion. Okay, and now we all know that skaters are usually picky, including myself and yourself. <laughs> and is it possible to make it in the same colors? Because UHMW, you see it a lot more times in white. Delrin, Delrin, whatever, I don't know Delrin. how to say it. Yeah, we usually see it more black, am I right? Uh, yeah, but there is white Delrin, so I don't know if that's okay. something that would be a big selling point to people, but, um, you know, if someone in the comments or people want to DM me that they really need a white frame, like, that's totally doable. I think those are the, pretty much the two only, like, commercially, like, widely available colors in this material, but okay. it should be good enough, right? <laughs> also, something that was interesting is when you first started the frame, you made your first prototype, and when you thought of coming, going to production, I was talking to you for a bit, and you set up with a second, uh, you ended up coming out with a second frame length. Uh, do you have anything else planned, or you plan on staying I think for now, the two frame lengths is probably enough. Um, so the small size, which is what I'm riding, is a 255 millimeter wheelbase. And then the large is 270. Um, I did see there were some comments from people asking for something that's even larger than that for um, like size 12 or bigger skates. Um, I'm not sure if 
the demand is quite there for something like this, especially, you know, it's like a pretty specialized product. But I mean, the designs are like, you know, I designed everything myself. So like, it took like two mouse clicks to make the large size, basically. Just for those at home watching this right now. So either the frames and the box, it's something that you do on the side, but you've been working, you have an engineering degree, am I right? Or that's what right. Do you do for a living? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I have my uh, undergraduate and master's degree, both in uh, mechanical engineering. And um, for the last almost decade, I've been working for the uh, largest aerospace company in the world. I think most people can guess what it is um, as a design engineer. <laughs> so I've been working as a design engineer uh, in like an R&D team within the company. And so um, heavily involved with design, it's like my bread and butter every day. So designing something like a rollerblade frame is just pretty straightforward for me and then you know, also doing all like the bike designs and stuff too. Um, it's just nice for me to have an outlet for that kind, you know, my, my training in something that I'm like pretty passionate about. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry that I'm laughing about what I need to show you this. <laughs> Check the comment, we just got big flex. <laughs> uh, that's my homie, Matt. He's actually one of the guys that uh, helped me film a lot of that. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> what up? I just, had to, I just had to show it to you. Okay, so now me, just as, I guess like just before I even go to my question, how many frames did you made right now? How many frames were sold and how many are you selling on the next batch? So the, the first prototype frame is just a one-off. That's the one that my friend helped me make and the one that I'm skating. And then after that, I made a small batch of uh, 10 pairs that I sold just kind of like through Instagram. Like after I posted about them initially, um, a lot of people hit me up in my DMs and were like, yo, are you gonna make more? Like, how can I get this? And that's kind of what got me thinking that maybe this would be something that I would make to sell to other people because I think it's a really great product and you know, I don't think I'd be the only one who likes them. I hope so. Now you want, that's why you already sold some. But like, I will explain you in a bit why I was making the question that I was. But before that, we got someone that just got here. We're about to get to the 50 viewers at the same time. So before we even go ahead, for those almost 50 people watching this, I'm just gonna ask them, to stop for five seconds, go on their own social media, share the link to this so that we get more people. The goal is to get it to 100 before we finish this. And the reason, just explaining them a bit, basically we're trying to show a product and when you show something like that, we can actually play with the algorithms and all that stuff. So basically, if we have more views live, YouTube is going to suggest this to more people and it's like a way to promote the product that we're actually talking about right now. Now, I was asking you about how many frames you made because me, just like all the other people that actually ordered the frame or are ordering the frame, 
at the moment they will go they will be going through a little bit of a struggle with choosing wheels can you tell us the way please <laughs> yeah so um you're right in that wheel selection is like very very critical for a product like this um i didn't even fully realize like how much of a difference wheel profiles made until i got that first prototype because initially i was like all right well i'll buy a set of like the eulogy 47s and the new undercover um apex wheels and that's just going to be like the dopest setup possible right like aluminum frame with aluminum core wheels i'm just going to be like shredding in the park um but I put them together and I found out that the Apex actually has a little bit of a rounder profile. So I've got one here, um, a little bit rounder than, for example, the uh, Eulogy that has uh, a little bit more of a square profile. So people can see that. And the main problem is like, not so much when you're rolling forwards, but when you're like pushing, so you're on the edges of your frames, right? Um, when you pair like a round profile outer wheel with a square profile inner wheel, the outer wheels lift up when you're off axis. So I can't explain to you how, that, how that's called. Yeah, what's the name for it? I made a video called Magic Rock Ring, so it's uh -huh. called Magic. <laughs> so yeah. Your wheels get magically rockered when you're pushing on the square center wheels. And to me, it feels really bad. Um, and especially if you're using like a hard anti, then you've got no grip from your outers. And yeah, so that's easy to slip out, kind of sucks. Yeah, um, it can depend. Like the reason why I did it before was on the wish frame, you would use 60s and 72s or I wanted to use smaller wheels and I started using 55s and 68s mm. to have a little bit more of the space that I'm actually going to have with the master blade frame. But the thing was, by using these, it's a very long frame. The wish is a very long frame. So without even, re without even realizing, because I was using two different uh, wheel profiles, I ended up realizing that it was actually cool because when I want to turn, that will give me a little bit of rockering and that would make it cool for some different stuff. When I was going straight, I was still going like solid. When I wanted to turn, it would make it a bit easier, but it's different from such a, a short frame because it's, it's a much longer frame to wish. Yeah, that's true. And you know, I know like some people who like doing like the quick swivel turns and stuff like that, like they purposely set up their skates this way. Um, Come I'm on, just new school, baby. <laughs> I'm just not one of those people, you know, I'm old school. I like all my wheels touching at the same time or no middle wheels. So let's but, get into the wheels. Yeah. So you realize so, about the wheel profiles? The, the wheel profiles, is very important. And so um, basically like the second half of my journey with this frame is trying to find wheel pairings that worked. And I think I bought something like 10 or 15 different types of wheels just to try different combinations and different profiles. And um, I found three combinations that I think work really well. Um, 
And also there's another solution that uh, I'll talk about later, but I'll just talk about the wheels that I found that work pretty well for me right now. I'll talk about that later. So um, the first, like I said, the first combo I tried was the undercover with the Eulogy. That didn't work. And so I was looking for other 47 millimeter wheel options. And there isn't really a ton out there at the moment. I don't know what happened with rollerblading, but nobody makes 47s anymore in like an anti-rocker. I think everyone's skating flat now, but I did find these hockey wheels um, that apparently like hockey, roller hockey goalies use. And they use a 47 millimeter uh, wheel that has a very like round profile. And so this is the revision clinger wheel. Um, basically, I think, let me see. It's an 82A, so it's a little bit softer than what most aggressive skaters are used to, but the profile is like an identical match for like the undercover Apex and I'm assuming other round profile undercover wheels. And so this I thought was probably like the best combination for, for a round profile 60. Otherwise, um, I also found, so this is my skate right now, and this is the setup that I'm riding. Um, I'm using a Eulogy 47 millimeter anti-rocker, and then um, these 60 millimeter wheels I got from Oak City, called also called the Apex, but I think that's the brand name. But the profile on these actually matches the Eulogy really well too, so. Um, this is what I think. It's not, a, it's not a perfectly round profile. It's more of a... It's kind of like an oval. It's like a squishy one, like, right? Am I right? It's more like like smashed from the top. Yeah. Round, but like, so it's not like a circle, but it's like, yeah, like an oval shape. Yeah. So I think... And what about the durometer of the elegies? Uh, these are 101. Yep. And so a lot of people sh like express concern about riding like an anti-rocker actually like touching the ground but i've never had a problem with it like i think as long as you're using a urethane wheel it's going to be like grippy enough um especially if you're riding it flat and paired with a softer outer um i've had no issues at all but if that is like a big problem to people then they can get these hockey wheels or they can get these wheels that i'm trying to get poured um and so once I found this profile That's for what I wanted to get, <laughs> yeah. So after I found this wheel, I was like, okay, this is the perfect shape. Um, but the durometer needs to be different. And so I reached out to the manufacturer of uh, this wheel to try and see if I could get some samples poured. And so I've got some coming in, um, and 95A, so a little bit harder than a normal rollerblade wheel, but softer than like a traditional anti-rocker. And so hopefully those will be here uh, November, December-ish. I'll be able to try those out because I think let that will you, be... Let me, let me make you one question, sorry. Just yeah. to increase the confidence of, who's, of whoever is buying the wheels, do you want or can you speak about uh, the manufacturer that will make those wheels or you prefer not to talk about just saying uh, that because it makes a huge difference for a lot of people who's looking for the frames if they know that the wheels that are coming are pure quality 
Yeah, so this is the same US manufacturer that makes like all the undercover wheels. Um, I think they pour for Dead. I think they pour for um, basically like, yeah, all of like the smaller companies even. Um, and so they've got like a really good aggressive compound and that's what I hope to use on these wheels. The of they actually have the best. Okay, so let me just resume it for someone who's watching these at home. So basically, if you want to have some of these frames that we've been talking about through this live stream, it's called the Master Blade. It's this frame. It has to ride flat with the maximum wheel size, you would be using 47 millimeters in the middle and 60 millimeters as outer wheels. But what's happening also with this is it's actually hard to get the wheels that you want. At the moment, what you have on the market, it's mainly goalie okay wheels, and those are usually super, super soft as the indoor wheels, or if you get the outdoor okay wheels, they're still not hard enough for what we want. If I'm not mistaken, the hardest one that you get is either 82 or 84. Then it jumps from 84 to a full-on anti-rocker, which is at the moment what you got, the LG ones that fit perfectly with some other wheels that Karim also spoke about, the Apex wheels. But the problem at the moment with those wheels is that they, it's not, it doesn't need to be a problem, but they're a lot harder than what we are used to use as middle wheels. So this is the reason why Karim needs to start looking into wheels. So in the wheels that you're going to be looking into, what are you expecting on those wheels? What type of profile? What type of durometer? So um, the wheels that I want are going to be the exact same uh, mold as these hockey wheels that I found, because the profile, like I said, is just like a complete like 100% match for like the round profile under covers, which I like a lot. Um, and they'll be in a 4795A. Um, and so I think that will be like the final, final piece to this whole puzzle. Because um, nah, really I wanted- piece. That wouldn't be the final, the final piece. The final piece is actually what our friend, Tyler Johnson just wrote here. The final piece would be the day that you come out with the whole wheel set. I feel like that's a lot of work, but maybe. Yeah, but imagine if you come out with a whole wheel set, you can sell it as a bundle. That's true. Not cheap. But nowadays, skates are not cheap. You just saw the, the new dev skate, a plastic boot coming out for 500 euros. So. That's true. I'm actually thinking I'm probably going to buy those because they look awesome. I know. They look so good. <laughs> so um, I didn't finish talking about the wheels. So the these black wheels oh wait no sorry these black apex wheels i think are also the same as the 50 50 60 millimeter wheels and there might be another kind of like more generic um pour but it's all the same wheel as far as i know and so the important uh, if thing i'm here, not mistaken is it the 60 millimeters that you're talking about from 60 million yeah. okay because i know that the 58 is a flat top yeah so that might be like the 60, but like shaved down or something. But mm -hmm. the 60 is what I was looking for, for a matching profile for the eulogy, because um, the undercover profile just wasn't the same. And 
um, needed something to match the eulogy because that's the only anti-rocker that's available in a 47. So um, the other thing that I kind of realized is that um, there's some other anti-rocker sizes that are available. Well, one other. So there's a few companies making a 45. Um, yeah. One of them being Gods, which is this wheel. Has like a little bit of a flat profile on the top and then sort of like rounds off on the sides. So, um, you know, for these frames to work, uh, riding completely flat, you need basically a 13 millimeter difference in diameter. And so uh, a 45 will work with a 58. And so what I was trying to do also was find a combination that would work for this. And the solution that I found was these undercover, um, they're called the naturally aged. And I think the uh, NN Pro wheel is the same thing too, just with a different graphic. But these are like a square profile outer wheel. And um, it matches really well with this anti-rocker as well. So three solid uh, wheel combination options that I found that work. Um, and then hopefully more in the future if I get these wheels poured and they end up being good. Okay, apparently, uh, according to Kenny Johnson, there's a muzzle, which I don't know if you remember, there was a, a brand, you know, you know muzzle from, from the UK? Never heard of them. Um, I'm pretty sure you do, man. I just don't remember the previous name that they had. They had like a different, it's very trendy, Wheel. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't remember, man. I don't really remember the name. It wasn't like Project Go or something. Did that turn into that? No, no, not Go Project. The, the Go Blade. Dirt Box, Blade. maybe? Mm, sorry? Was it Dirt Box? If someone can tell us the previous name. I know that Martin is watching now. Martin is watching this. Martin, please let, let us know the name from the previous company to... to to muzzle i don't really remember it's just, the name just doesn't come to me anyway no. whatever they have a 47 uh, yeah they also have a 47 i don't know if it's a urethane because that's one of the problems that a lot of people have one of the problems that one of the problems that a lot of the wheels will have if it's a, a regular empty rocker as we had over the last couple of years because what happened was there was a, a time that aggressive skates went from from having, from using anti-rocker wheels to going freestyle frames. And then when, when freestyle frames started coming out, a lot of wheels started being made out of plastic. And then with the wheels being made out of plastic, obviously there was some wheels before like the CDS Detroit and all that, but back then they used to have bearings. And then there was the grind rocks that had no bearings. But the thing is, over the last couple of years, there's more and more and more brands making anti-rockers without bearings or even anti-rockers with bearings but made out of plastic. And those, those wouldn't really work with this sort of frame. So we're looking into 47 millimeters with the right profile made out of polyurethane. Yeah, definitely do not try and skate these frames with the plastic Dirt wheel. Box, obviously. That's the name of the company. Do you remember Dirtbox? They I said Dirtbox. 
Yeah, dirt boxes like they they are like very very cool imaging. They they are these two socks. One of them just I think it's a very basic sock. It's like very basic socks, and one of them used to have just say switch. It's very like the, their oh, branding was awesome, but they didn't went that well. They gave too much stuff away, and then they rebranded everything under the name Muzzle. So yeah, I'll have to check it out because, uh, as far as I know, there's not like oh. a ton of like wheel manufacturers, and so um, you know, there's probably a good the chance. Muzzle is a 100A. It's a bit softer than the the Eulogy. Yeah. Uh, we were also talking about these other wheel that people can find on. On I, I found it on eBay. It's it's yeah you have it there. So yeah. Someone okay. looking into it. You try? Have you tried it? I haven't tried this one, but this one's interesting. It's a little bit softer. I think they market it as like eighty-eight or something. Um. But this one doesn't have a core. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know too much about it, but I've got them. Show it back, like closer to the. Yeah, you can. There's a. It's it's being sold under the brand Yak, which is spelled like this. If someone wants to also try it, they can find it under this name, Yak Research. They make all sizes of wheels. I have no idea if they work or not. I tried to order it. I told you I tried to order it. They wouldn't ship it to Portugal. Right. They wanted to charge me 35 euros to, sh to ship a set from. They say they're US made, which. I yeah, could know. be. Um, the reason I haven't really tried these before, or tried these yet, is um, you know the profile is kind of square, and so it's not really what I'm after. I want something that matches like a round profile because a square profile like anti-rocker that's kind of already available and there's not really as far as i could find like a 60 mil that also has a flat profile most of them seem rounded so like if there was a 60 in this sort of shape like i think that would be pretty cool but i showed you one did you yeah it's not really square oh uh, the usd right not 60 this is 61. This is the USDA and wheel. Question, do you think you can go 61 on the master blade frame? Yeah, it'll fit a 61. Um, the one thing is though, so these frames require like wheel wall modification, which I don't think we've really talked about yet. Um, but it's basically, you have to remove material from under the toe of the skate, and then from behind the heel so you can see yeah, it's, the, it's the same that you need you had to do with a lot of the frame with a lot mm -hmm. of the sole plates with um with the wish frames and now some of the skates already come with it like the some new, already come with that yeah most of it already come in fact the only skate that you can skate stock with my frame is the adapt as far as I know, I think every other boot will need to be have that um, that section machined or you know dremeled out or whatever. But I guess the point I was making was that you can increase wheel size, but that means you also have to remove more material from your boot, which 
if you're riding the 60 millimeter wheels, you need about four millimeters of clearance, um, just over four mil. And then if you're riding like uh, 58, then that'll be three. So just something to consider when upsizing wheels. Okay, just so that whoever is watching this, this is what I was telling you that I would like to use on mine. So I don't think I have the empty rockers here. But give me one second. Meanwhile, while I disappear, let me show you this. And then, now that I'm back, <laughs> I want to show you. I, I showed it to you before, but to whoever's watching this at home now. So these right here, these are the Conjure Joey Chase wheels. And I plan on using these in front and back and using the, the ground control 45 millimeters. But as Karim just said, the, the shapes of the wheels, the, the profile of the wheel will not match. So as Karim was just saying, my, one of the things that can be done, it's probably not going to be done perfectly, is shaving the middle wheels, giving it like a different shape in a way that they would match the front and back wheels profile. So that's what I'm planning to do. And I'm also going to ask you, I'm also going to, to, sh to tell you why I actually got this frame. What sort of uh, axles are you using on those? Because on these ones, I have one-sided axles which is actually a very cool thing on aluminium frames those ones don't seem to me like they have those sort of axles but on these ground control ones the um, the reason why these wheels are actually stuck here is because they are stuck it's not deep enough so i can't take them off i don't really know i, I i'm scared of losing two wheels i don't want to lose these two wheels i love these wheels i all all I only got a set of eight, and at the moment I only have six usable ones. So what sort of axles are you using on those? So the hardware that I have um, on the frames that I'm riding and also the frames that from the initial batch are Solomon 8 mil axles. Um, and those are just something that I found in like a lot for pretty cheap. Um, and so that's what I've been using on those. I think in future versions we'll be using either like a generic hardware or maybe something custom. I'm not sure yet. Would you but go one-sided? Would you go one side or always? That doesn't really work with my frame because the axles are what hold the sidewalls on. Okay. And so without that, there's nothing holding one of the one of the sides of the sidewalls. Can you, can you show us the frame? Yeah, like that in profile, just like that from the front, just like that, please. Yeah. No, so you've got Delrin, aluminum, aluminum, Delrin, and the H-block in the middle. And like if we see it from the front, like really just like this. Check this, just like that. Wait. Yeah. So that's another question that I'm going to make you right now is one of the selling points, one of the selling points from solar is actually not just that aluminum is more responsive more durable but it's also they have like a, 
a slimmer frame and by having a slimmer frame it reduces the possibility of the frame touching when you're just carving if you're going to carve a bowl or something like that which on yours should actually be a bit more extreme because you have a lower frame also they say that having like a slimmer frame will increase the soul space is this something that you thought about or yeah so that's a little bit of a consideration um for me i read shadows so i'm not hurting for soul or negative space but i know that like some newer boots are like pretty thin uh this frame itself is not any thicker than like a normal plastic frame um and then i guess with regards to like skating transition or um you know the possibility that your skate's going to wash out because um when you're riding a ramp the sidewall touches um you can see here that the edges the bottom edge of the frame is chamfered and so um you know that's the same thing as having like a super thin walled frame um i haven't had any problems with like you know the frames touching when i'm riding ramps and yeah i don't i think that's kind of a non-issue for this okay i'm gonna if you go through the comments of the let me just maybe go through the comments of the video that we posted earlier today and on those comments give me one second while i'm trying to get it here on those comments there was some stuff that was being said maybe we can go through some of those if that's okay for you totally i saw okay. some of those comments were like some people wrote some essays in there nah we're not gonna go that way let me just see what we got here so i know that someone was actually talking about the kaiser elements frame but i'm gonna read them here looks like a kaiser element 2 frame but costs time three i know it's it would i don't think you would mean the kaiser elements too i mean if there's something that would be similar to these would be the elements one but even <laughs> like that there's a huge difference on it which i will talk about in a second after letting kareem talking also about it if he wants to totally elaborate a bit so this is the kaiser element two this is the frame that i was writing um for a little bit last year um, so it's basically like the frame itself, the chassis is just a single piece of aluminum. And then you have your H block, which is also aluminum, I'm guessing. Uh, you can see that the frame height is just significantly taller, um, as well as like the shape of like the H blocks. It's pretty different. The thing I didn't like about riding this frame was how it felt when you're grinding. Um, to me, just like, unless you're grinding like coping, like that's waxed, it just feels pretty bad. Um, I guess the way I would describe it is like, if you're grinding like a rough ledge or something, or even coping, that's kind of like the deck is like chipped up a little bit. Like you just feel every single like imperfection in whatever you're grinding and then i also found it to be kind of like a little bit slow on grinds um 
and like the main thing the biggest thing that i didn't like about it was how tall it was um like i said before like i don't like bending my knees and i'm skating i like to do all my tricks kind of more upright and having a tall frame like really forces you to like dig deep when you're doing like royales or farves or whatever or even like topside tricks and so it just wasn't like a comfortable experience for me to ride these frames all good so i was actually looking for something which i can't find man i was <laughs> i got some i'm i'm supposed to have some kaiser elements like the first version oh i know what i got them give me one second Give me no. one second because I know what I get. I do. I have them here already put together in a setup. And this is the cool stuff. But I actually made these. And this is funny because I put this setup together to make a video about the heaviest skate on the market. So this is probably the heaviest skate that you will find. Oh my god. <laughs> this is the, the latest Rams, the HR 2.5, which I really like the looks of it. It's a bit heavy. And then with these frames, they are heavy. But now here, we can actually see the frame that I think they, they could be talking about through that comment that I was saying. But this is very heavy. Mm. What about the weight of your frame? Is it a heavy? Of course, with smaller wheels, it would be lighter than these, but... So I weighed them uh, just frame and hardware. Um, and I think they came out to something like 12 ounces or something. I'd have to look it up, but I also have like some old physics frames um, that were just sitting here. And I weighed those too in the Master Blade frames we're a little bit lighter than the physics. So I think it's a little bit heavier than just like an all plastic frame, but it's not outside of the realm of like what frame weight should be, or it's not prohibitive in like skating or anything. Okay. Yeah. And I saw that those cuts on the side will also reduce, like reduce a bit of weight. So yeah. I'm pretty sure like, you know, like bicycle pretty extreme when it comes to shaving weight of their stuff and they do whatever they need. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, I there's know. definitely like more opportunity to like remove material, but I think it's kind of fine as it is. I don't, you know, if they were like two pounds a piece or something, yeah, that would be like optimize the design and remove as much material as possible. But as it is now, it feels fine to me. If you, if you would do, if you would do uh, injection, an injection molded age block, would you make it solid or non-solid to reduce some weight? I would probably do like, I don't know, a semi-hollow age block. So all of the grinding surfaces would be solid and anything that needs structural integrity would be would be pretty solid but you know there's no reason to have material in it in in spaces where it doesn't need to be especially for something that's as large as like the h block so um yeah perfect 
Now, I got someone just saying that, someone that was saying here that um, the high-low frames that we've been talking about, uh, they, like, if they were modded slightly, you could fit 52mm Kryptonics or Hyper, because they also make 52s in the middle and then 60s in the front and back. But that probably would, would not give you the best experience grinding-wise, I'm not sure. Yeah, I wonder how they modded it too, because the wheels are pretty close, like the inner wheels are pretty close to the outers. So I wonder if they might have like cut the block. Well, yeah, cut the H block maybe, and then also moved the axle holes more towards the center. I'd be curious to see what that looks like, but um, yeah, finding maybe, a fifty-two maybe. is probably even harder to find than a forty-seven right now. I know that Hyper still makes some. If you go on Bladeville and Edenskate, I know they still have it. I think the guys from DC Soul is actually also carrying some of the old Hyper collections. I don't know what the guys from Hyper did. They seem to produce millions of wheels, and every now and then you just see them coming from everywhere. I don't know. Now, uh, uh, someone, what size boot would you recommend? Up to what size boot would you recommend a small size frame? Probably up to like a 9 or a 10, I would say. Um, I know that like a lot of the boot manufacturers, it kind of like, like there's different sizes that correspond to different boots. And so like a 10 might be the same as an 11 or a 12. Um, but I guess as far as like, people wondering what size that they should order, I would just consider like the wheelbase of the frames. So the small size is 255 and the large is 270 from front wheel to back wheel from the centers of the axles. So you can take a ruler and measure your boots and kind of see what makes the most sense. For me, I don't like to have, like I would almost sort of fit somewhere in the middle because I ride a 10. Um, so either size would kind of make sense for me, but I don't really like having like my frames be super long. Like I like to keep my wheels sort of underneath uh, my foot a little bit more. Yeah, I guess I understand what you mean too. It's like, it doesn't always need to be a certain foot needs to have that certain um, long yeah, frame. It obviously, it's obviously the fence. It's like when you buy skateboard you can have wide trucks or slim trucks but at the same time for a beginner yes for a beginner when you buy a skate it's good that the skate comes with a how would i say it like a proportional scaled, frame yeah proportional or properly scaled uh, frame for that foot so that people have like the the neutral feel and then they can play around with like a shorter frame or with a longer frame and then try to understand what they like the most for Korean skating as he likes to move his feet he doesn't like a lot of <laughs> let's call it lazy skating like we were saying which is cool it's nothing wrong with that but for the lazy skating where you don't bet your knees that much and all that stuff his short frame allows him to do the quick quick fit tricks that he likes without it being extremely fit and without going with a rocker frame so short frameworks yeah. if you want to still do those quick fit move but still have a little bit more 
of a, a wheelbase for extra ballast, then you can go on a good setup maybe that could work would be probably the long frame 47s in the middle and then instead of 60s in the edges you can have 58 so there's a little bit of a rockering that would allow you to turn more but maybe it would turn too fast especially if you're going to be using 47s 101 so we'll you need to test it's still all like there's a lot of trial and error and you know what works for me and what i like in my setups might not be what the next person likes to so i encourage people to try yeah. things out and see what works for them but that is what is cool now and that's what i was going to ask and we're probably coming to an end soon uh, there was a couple more comments on that thing but before even going there and i know that i'm going all over the place but we're trying to, to dip a little bit so if someone actually has any question after these and if someone actually watched till now <laughs> which is like almost one hour and ten minutes if they have any question, maybe they can drop like a comment on the final video, or they can DM Masterblade, uh, Masterblade Co. Right on Instagram. Masterblade Co. On Instagram. Okay, they can DM and hopefully better to close deals than make you questions, but <laughs> they always, <laughs> they will always happen. Um, my question is: There's some skaters already skating it. I know that one of my favorite skaters of all time is crazy. Just got one of the one of the frames and he's loving it. Who else got the frames? Can you talk about it? Can you not talk about it? Um, I mean, I guess so. I don't think any of the people would really care. Maybe I don't know. Um, so the person that you're talking about is um, Gumby, who's you know, legendary stunt skater and probably well into his 30s and still skating like a freaking madman. But um, he, yeah, he was one of the first people to like buy the frames and he was probably one of the first people to actually receive them. Um, but he's been skating them and just says that he totally loves them, says that he'll never skate a different frame for the rest of his life. And, you know, to me, that's like, all right, I made something that doesn't totally suck. Um, and he sent me some clips and some stuff that he was doing on them, and it's just completely nuts. So super stoked for Gumby to be riding them. I think that's really cool. Um, Colin Martin bought a pair. Um, wow. And he actually bought two pairs. So he bought a pair for himself, and then he bought a pair for Danny Beard and Danny Beer which was very nice of him. I don't know if I have a friend who would spend that much money on me, but it's it'll be interesting to see what Colin does with these frames because he's somebody that um, likes doing like interesting wheel setups. And so he was already talking about doing like a tri rocker thing or doing like, you know, square profile um, inner wheels with like a more rounded or even bullet shaped outer and you know it'll just be interesting to see how like different people kind of use the frames and how they work for their styles so mm -hmm. and then of course is he getting you know, the short is he getting the smaller frame the shorter frame because he was actually when i five ten minutes ago when i spoke about people having different ideas of what they want as a frame i remember about six seven months ago uh, colin was looking for the shortest frame on the market so i'm actually curious to see to know if he's getting the the short one or the long one i'm 
yeah, so he got the short ones, and the ones he sent Danny are also the short ones, too. So they're going to be on short setups. Sick. And then... So coming to an end, we have, we have a question here just from this guy. What's his name? Uh, and Mr. DJ KD and B. Drum and bass. Are you shipping to the UK? Are you shipping uh, worldwide? Yeah, shipping internationally. So um, I've got all of the like the pre-sale info up on my uh, website, www.masterbike.co. Um, and so, yeah, we're set up to ship internationally, take credit cards, PayPal, whatever. Masterbike.co? Yep. Okay, let me just show it here so that people know what it is. And there it is. And so some people are kind of confused as to why like a bike company was making a skate train. And the reason is because the owner is a rollerblader. <laughs> and that it's cool. And like you were actually answering some of the comments. I think it was on that, on the video that we previously posted. And you were saying that it's just easier for you as someone who already has a whole business around that which is called Master Steel, it's Master Bike. It's just easier for you to set it up that way, right? Exactly. I, I like the name Master Blade, so all good. I guess that's it, we came to an end. <laughs> Karim, thank you so, so much um, for everyone who watched it with us. I hope they learned something today. I hope they enjoyed it as much as we did. I would love to take this comment away, which I can't. I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know. And and that is it. We might be doing some more of these. If anyone has any doubts about how to contact Kareem or how to pre-order the frames, there's a link for that in the description. You can drop comments on this video or DM Kareem or actually go on that website probably and probably most of your questions will be answered through the website. So yeah, there's a lot of info in the description of the website. So and check that out first before you ask me a bunch of questions. <laughs> okay. Uh, Karim, any last words? Anything else you want to say before um, we finish this? Just want to say thank you, Lino. It's been really cool and I really appreciate you uh, having me on your channel. It's my first time on YouTube Live, I think. So it's pretty cool. And um, I'm really stoked that you're getting a set of the frames. I think, you know, you're going to do some incredible stuff in them too, and hopefully have some in insights on things that maybe I didn't consider or whatever. But I'm stoked to have you on the homie. Awesome, and I will be sharing some of these insights with the people watching these videos too. So if this is the first one you're watching, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Now, funny fact: before I finish this video, now it's to finish it. This is the reason we had people asking, why are you making a commercial on the, on, the, on the channel? Well, to start with, it's my YouTube channel, so I can actually do what I want with it. That's the first one. Please don't get me wrong, but I've been working my ass off on this, and I own it. It's something that I completely own, and that's what I'm doing. And what I'm doing by doing this with Karim, it's actually, most of you guys might not know, but it's actually a payback, because... When I first started riding bikes, my first, uh, I, would, I don't even know if I can call it a sponsor, but like my first help from someone was from Karim's shop. 
and he was always super supportive to me. The reason why I met other people through bike to the bike world was always through Karim. So it's just it just had to be done. But that doesn't mean that I won't be doing it like doing it again. My main goal with this channel is to share content, to share the new products with you and together we make like a stronger community. So this was just another way of doing it. So thank you Karim for allowing me to do this and thank you for everything. Totally and appreciate you, Lena. <laughs> cheers, man. <laughs> and to everyone who watched this one, thank you for watching. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. It's 20 past two. I got my family sleeping and it's about time to go sleep. So cheers and good night. Yeah. And of course, this is if this is the first podcast that you're listening to, do not forget to subscribe to whatever podcast platform you're using. So now that's a goodbye. Cheers. Mm -hmm.